the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I am Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my columns at lifesitenews.com on Olive Tree Views at worldnetdaily.com, on barbwire.com, and elsewhere out on the web, as well as, of course, at missionamerica.com, where you can also check out my latest book, which is now in its second edition, written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And just uh, go to our website at missionamerica.com for more information. Well, there's a lot going on now in Columbus at the State House. And we are going to spend some time today looking at some of the uh, activity and the legislation going on. Uh, For those of you who care about life, family, and children that you will want to know about. And so my guest today is Barry Sheets, who is president of Principled Policy Consulting and a longtime veteran of many policy campaigns and successes at the Ohio State House. So welcome, Barry, to Mission America Radio. Well, thank you, Linda. A pleasure to be on with you today. Well, it's great to have you. Uh, so I just want to touch base, first of all, before we dive into some of these issues. Tell us about your consulting work. You work for lots and lots of different organizations uh, representing their interests down at the State House. So tell us a little bit about um, how uh, your your background. I know a little bit of it, but uh, what you're doing on that line. Sure. Uh, well, well, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I'm a lobbyist, and, and you see everybody roll their eyes back in their heads because they've got that like stereotypical image of what a, lo- what a lobbyist is. Then I have to stop. I'm like, no, no, no. I lobby for pro-life and pro-family groups, so I'm not you know, an access lobbyist. I don't write checks to 
get the candidates and the politicians, and I don't take them out for meals or take them on trips or do anything of that nature. I actually go and let them know what their employers, the voters of their district, the constituents that they supposedly serve, expect out of them, and then we hold them to that. Uh, And I work for a number of groups, Linda, as you know, I work for uh, the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio, which is a statewide network of pro-life organizations, including major metropolitan groups like Cleveland Right to Life, Toledo Right to Life, Dayton Right to Life, and Cincinnati Right to Life. And I also work with Citizens for Community Values and Aaron Baer uh, as uh, their legislative consultant. Uh, and do a lot of work there. I also work for the Ohio Adolescent Health Association, which is a coalition of groups around the state who bring sexual risk avoidance education into the schools to help kids make better choices with their lives to keep their lives on track. And uh, and then I I represent a couple of other medical freedom groups, uh, you know, who are looking not to have mandates put upon them uh, as far as uh, you know, various things that they do. So that's the kind of work that I do. I, I work for uh, what I call, I work for the little guys. Yeah. Um, I work for the uh, the nonprofits who are out there trying to save babies, uh, protect uh, families and traditional values, and protect our individual liberties and freedoms. Well, that's great. Now, some of these are big networks of little guys. So um, yeah. your, your uh, influence is... Um, uh, far and wide, and uh, we appreciate what you do and your knowledge and background. And you and I have been uh, uh, running into the same issues together for 25, almost 30 years, I'm guessing. It's, I don't even want to say that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you're, you're, you have a wealth of background and a depth that we all very deeply appreciate. So, okay, so let's dive into, tell people about uh, the great victory we recently had, and you had a lot to do with this behind the scenes, I know, for many, many years, the heartbeat bill. Tell people about that. Well, yeah, um, we have been working on that particular idea now um, was eight and a half years. Uh, it started as a conversation between Janet Porter at Faith to Action, Mark Harrington at Created Equal, myself, and a couple of other folks while we were at the funeral of Ohio Right to Life's former legislative director, Mark Lallon, uh, who had passed away without seeing his gold met of uh, an end to abortion. Mm-hmm. And between us, we started talking about, you know, what can we do to really move the needle? Because we were tired of the slow, half-step, incremental, we got to fall back, uh, we can only do what the courts tell us that we're allowed to do kind of strategy that we've been seeing in the pro-life movement. And so... That, that spurred into some phone calls and then a, uh, a sleepover. I wasn't involved in the sleepover. Uh, <laughs> with, with Janet and some, some, of, the, some of the ladies who, who work with some of the organizations. And pretty soon we had attorneys involved and we had developed the heartbeat bill. Now, so tell, um, people, tell people what it does. I know there are, most people know, but just refresh sure. our memory. Well, the heartbeat bill is a bill that says that once you can detect a, the presence of a heartbeat, in the unborn child, and that's usually as early as six weeks or maybe even earlier, then you are prohibited from performing an abortion. It is basically, as, as the ACLU likes to call it, a total ban on abortion mm. because their argument is, well, a woman doesn't even know she's pregnant before six weeks or so. Well, okay, that's fine, but if that baby has a heartbeat, and the heartbeat is one of the undeniable indicators of the presence of life. Yeah. Um, and it is probably the most accurate indicator of the presence of life. 
uh, that early on in the gestation of an unborn child. And so, therefore, that's where we set the bar at. Okay. Now, as you know, we took, it took eight years of going up and trying and getting shot down, getting the bill yanked by a former Senate president out of committee when he didn't like – he didn't want it to pass. Um, you know, having it go through, pass, and then having former Governor John Kasich veto it not once but twice. Right. But we still we still kept on because the point is is that if it's the right thing to do, it doesn't matter what the opposition is. It's the right thing to do, right. and so we kept on. And again, part of that perseverance was picking better candidates and getting people into office to replace people who were being roadblocked. And so that's the reason why Governor Mike DeWine was happy to sign the heartbeat bill on April the 11th when yeah. he did. Yeah. So we're pretty happy about that. Uh, but you know what? We're not resting on our laurels. Our next move is to work on uh, full personhood of the unborn and life at conception. Well, that would be wonderful, wonderful. Now, um, in case you're just joining us, friends, we are talking with Barry Sheets, who is uh, president of Principal Policy Consulting, a veteran from, of the State House. He is a lobbyist, a, a good lobbyist for pro-life and pro-family organizations. And, uh, you know, we're talking about some of the things happening down at the State House and, and matters that you will want to know about Ohio's uh, government. And um, so, okay, Barry, so the heartbeat bill has passed. And Mike, yep. Mike DeWine signed it. Praise God. Yep. So now the ACLU has pledged to sue to overturn it. Now, what is as, sure. as we're uh, we're talking, it's been about 15 days and not, that has yep. not happened. So You're tell right. us what happens next. Well, OK. And, and it's a timing issue. When the governor signed the bill, it did not take effect at that signature because it didn't have what we call an emergency clause as part of the bill. Uh, It is a standard bill, which means that it it takes effect and becomes the actual law of the state 90 days after the governor's signature. So we're looking at sometime like the 9th or 10th of July Mm -hmm. for that to be actually uh, what we call enacted um, and and be effective. Our, my best guess is, since they didn't immediately jump out and file the lawsuit, that the ACLU and their clients, which includes preterm abortion facility up in Cleveland and Martin Haskell's Women's Med Center abortion, abortuary down in Kettering Dayton area, they are going to wait until the day before that bill is supposed to take effect to file that suit, because that gives them an extra 90 days uh, of that. They, may, they must have a question as to whether or not they might actually be able to get this law enjoined by a court. Now, they have to also determine if they're going to file it at the state court level and run up to the Ohio Supreme Court, where they've already lost a couple of cases on clinic issues in relation to statute, or if they're going to file it at the federal level, knowing full well that they have to come up to the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals who just recently ruled that Planned Parenthood has no right to uh, yeah. Ohioans' tax dollars, and so yeah. we could ban them from getting pots of money. I think maybe that uh, the left, the ACLU, the pro-abort industry is starting to realize that there is a momentum shift in our society and our law, and they're on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And so I think they have to make some really tough gut decisions on how they play this. Um 
But I don't I don't expect honestly at this point I really don't expect them to file that lawsuit until the day before this this bill is supposed to the law is supposed to take effect. Okay. Wow, it's just a delaying tactics. Okay. Okay, Absolutely. let's that, that way they can keep their facilities open longer. Yes, yes. Uh it's it it really comes down to uh, so much of the time not just ideology but it's all about the money, isn't it? Uh well, in in that industry as a as a uh, a well-heeled industry, yes, it's all about the money. That you know, we've heard averages of six, seven hundred dollars per abortion, and we know that there are at least twenty thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven abortions that are done in Ohio annually. Uh, you know, you do the math. That's that's a, that's an awful lot of money that's on the table, considering there's only six facilities now in the state that perform abortion. Right. Okay, so let's move on uh, because we don't have unlimited time here, and uh, sure. we've got about three minutes until we take a break. So there was an incident recently in Lancaster, Fairfield County area, uh, in a bar, which has prompted a, mm-hmm. a bill at the State House. So tell people about that and about the bill before, and we might have to carry over into the next uh, segment, depending on how much sure. detail we get into. So go ahead. Okay, well, the bill is House Bill 180. Uh, It's introduced by Representative Tim Schaefer, who is the representative for that district that Lancaster sits in. Uh, He lives in Lancaster, by the way. And we found out about this through Facebook, of all places, uh, where um, what I I call a civic uh, engagement individual has set up a Facebook page called The City of Lancaster, uh, which is not an official page for the city, but he is basically a good government watchdog looking over what the city's doing, and he found out about uh, whoever this is. I mean, he or she, I shouldn't say he. I don't know who's running this page. Mm -hmm. But they put up video that someone had shot in a bar there in Lancaster called J.D. Henderson's that had had a drag night. Uh, They had invited in a a professional troupe of uh, drag performers. uh, And Define, let's define, hang on, let's define what that is. That's... Uh, most of the time, it is males dressing flamboyantly as females. Okay, so go yes, ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Wigs, uh, you know, the whole night, uh, the whole the outfits, high heels, the makeup, everything. Right. Uh, so, what what was found out on this video was that one of the drag performers in this troupe was a nine year old boy, mm. who we found out later doesn't even live in the community. He lives in. Uh, Wood County, up north of Bowling Green near Toledo, and that his mother had set up a website for him, and they were taking him around the state. And as a matter of fact, I think he performed earlier this month in Athens, Ohio, at a bar. Now, think about it. He's in Toledo driving to Athens, mm-hmm. coming to bars in the middle of the night to dance and drag as a nine-year-old boy. Uh, but but his mom is basically his manager and is running this website for him the whole nine yards. But uh, when we found this out, we were kind of like totally shocked. And so, you know, we looked and they talked to the the mayor, the city law director. Everybody said, well, you know, there's really nothing we can do about it. And it's like, well, first of all, the bar's got a liquor license and mm-hmm. he's an underage minor at the first point. Oh, but, you know, it's part of a performance troupe. And so, you know, we can do it. All right. Well, we need to fix the laws. And that's what Representative Schaefer's doing. He's introduced the bill that basically says that you can't if, – if a if a liquor permit premises has someone in there, a minor who is dancing in a sexually suggestive manner or in a manner that appeals to the prurient interest, and that's a legal term that means the perverted interest 
uh, of the observers, then the bar will lose their liquor license. Yeah. Now, it's also child endangerment mm-hmm. issue. So we also will be looking at trying to say that, you know, if a parent or guardian is facilitating mm-hmm. such activities, then right. there needs to be a children's services yeah. investigation okay. as to whether or not this parent is fit to raise their children. Okay, Barry, thank you. Um, we will get back to that when we come back after our uh, break. We are talking to Barry Sheets, who is president of Principled Policy Consulting. He is a lobbyist for pro-life and pro-family issues down at the State House. We're talking about current things in Columbus, and you will want to stay tuned and keep up with all that we're talking about. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. If you listen to our show, you know that we cover pro-family and pro-life issues, both nationally and also at the state level and also the local level in central Ohio sometimes. But we're talking about the state of Ohio today, and we're uh, catching up with some of the pro-life and pro-family issues that we need to think about coming down the pike at the very, very busy Ohio State House right now. And we're talking with Barry Sheets, who is a longtime veteran of many campaigns at the Ohio State House, many Many uh, of our pro-life and pro-family victories down there have have his fingerprints all over them. (laughs) And he is president of Principled Policy Consulting, a lobbyist, but a good guy lobbyist. So, Barry, okay, back to House Bill 180. You were describing this, um, the child exploitation loophole we are going to uh, close with this uh, uh, bill by Representative Tim Schaefer. We should give him a great uh, shout out here to, to being a good guy to to uh, introduce such a bill. So where is this bill? And, and tell us a little more about it. Okay, well, the bill has been introduced in the House of Representatives. Uh, it has been assigned to the House Commerce and Labor Committee, uh, who all usually handle issues regarding uh, liquor permit premises. That's the reason why it went there, because it, it deals mainly with that. Um, the bill has not been scheduled for hearing yet. The, the chair of that committee is Gail Manning, who is a long-term member from uh, Lorraine County uh, up in northern Ohio. Um, I know that uh, Representative Schaefer, the sponsor, has been in, co- in communication uh, about trying to schedule, you know, planning a time to schedule the hearings to start on that. And, you know, Linda, it's very interesting. Um, because as we are uh, moving forward on this, you, we've gotten a lot of media attention, uh, mm-hmm. both here in the state and internationally as well, over this particular issue. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, the mother of this young boy is trying to make it out that we are trying to somehow harm a transgender slash LGBTQ questioning child and, you know, uh, create harm for him, you know, mentally, emotionally, whatever. Uh, but nothing's further from the truth. We're basically saying that it's the mother's actions. I mean, if, if she wanted to allow, allow this child to express their interest in that, there are outlets locally she could probably do, you know, community. I, we know that there are like uh, there's a couple of, uh, you know, LGBT youth groups in that area mm-hmm. that they are involved in, but somehow, in order for him to express himself in this way, she has to pack him up and drive him uh, basically all the way across the state, 
come to other areas of the state and have him perform for money, money. in bars. Money, money, yes. Yes, we can see in the video he is collecting. And first of all, it, he is, it is sexually suggestive. It, this is, it's horrible. I mean, it really is uh, a, a, a abusive, in my view, abu- child abusive yes, situation. Yes. Um, and, and, but he's collect, going around collecting money from everybody Absolutely. at some place. Well, it, and, and the very interesting thing about this whole thing is we are now receiving communications from adult drag performers who are like, we would like to come in and testify in support of your bill. We don't think this is right either. Interesting, yes. So it's a very interesting interesting, uh, coalition that's starting to form around this issue. Right. yeah, in the okay. in the one of the uh, Toledo Blade articles, and by the way, I put this out on a uh, one of our e newsletters. If you're not getting Mission America's e e newsletter, and you would like to sign up for it, go to missionamerica.com and sign up. But I put this out, and in, in my comment was just as you said, Barry. The mother is saying in this Toledo Blade article that the this the, her son. Where else is he going to go to explore the drag culture? And nobody's questioning that he, a nine year old boy, does not need to explore the drag culture. He oh. needs to be climbing trees, playing baseball, reading good books. Absolutely. Yeah. But even if he wanted, even if that was something that the child really, really wanted to do, and you know, again, children oftentimes will do things that they think please their parents. Exactly. And we know full well from all the information we're getting that his parents are fully invested in the LGBT community. Right. Um, And and so, therefore, there may be some of that going on. But, okay, if you want to explore that, uh, then do you think that the only means necessary to explore that is to sign him up with a professional entertainment company? Right. Have him advertised around the state and in other states, I'm assuming, uh, as part of a troupe of drag performers that bars pay to have come to their their facilities. Right. This this screams um, that somebody has an unusual interest in children, and people are going to be uh, exploiting this for money. I mean, there's something something grossly wrong here, grotesquely well, wrong. And, and the biggest thing wrong is the is the mother's argument because first of all, by by Ohio law. A minor child cannot consent to contracts, and I would assume that this uh, Onyx uh, organization that is facilitating the drag troupe, it has has that has that child under contract because he's now appeared in multiple instances for that organization. I would assume that there's some kind of a contract, which means that mom has mm. had to contract that child in there, and so therefore. That's where we get into the child endangerment issue. Oh, interesting. Okay. I want to quickly move on to another issue before we have to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bipartisan, uh, there are bipartisan bills, I believe, in both the House and now the Senate uh, on establishing school health ed standards in the state mm-hmm. of Ohio. Boy, that's a great thing, isn't it, Barry? Or maybe not. Well, you know, it depends on who you ask. Uh, (laughs) If you ask the liberal, progressive, pro-abort left, it's horrible that Ohio is the only state in the union that doesn't have a a statewide health standard and that they would require that we get into what's called the national health standards, which were written by the CDC and basically Planned Parenthood. Right. um, And would push abortion and push abstinence education straight out of the schools. 
Uh, that's something we fought against for years. Linda, if you remember way back, we yes. actually turned away a million dollars in grant money from the Centers for Disease Control because of the curricula they were pushing with these health standards, yep. which is still part of these new health standards, and we are still opposing. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. I oppose this greatly because health standards mean sex education standards, and so-called comprehensive sexuality uh, education is really comprehensive sewer education. And let's right, just be I, frank about I, it. Yeah, I call it comprehensive carnal education. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. Barry, we are out of time. Thank you, thank you for all that you do. And I ask my listeners to pray for you and thank all you. that you're doing and all these efforts. And Lord, uh, I, I just lift Barry up to you right now. And please uh, watch over him. Watch over what he's doing. And watch over all of these issues. And our uh, wonderful, we got some great legislators down at the state house. And uh, let your will, Lord, prevail here. So, friends, just remember that that we need to keep up with all of this. You need to keep yourself informed and up to date. Go to missionamerica.com. We have a lot there where we can inform you about local, state, and national issues. And just remember, do not give up. Just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.